she accidentally helps um, tidy up murder weapons. And uh, because of her service, she like gets rid of them and like donates them. Hey guys, I'm Lexi, and this is the Babe Project Podcast, a show where babes unite and share all of life's joys, messes, and awkward moments. My hope is to bring you uplifting content that gives you confidence to be the super babe that you are. So buckle up because it's going to get wild and weird. Right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Babe Project podcast. I am so excited to have Miss Alyssa with me today, and we are going to talk all about her brand new book that she just finished. And I can't wait to have her tell you all about it. Um, so, fun fact: actually, we met in 2013. I was her hairstylist, and I think Bradley was like a. Uh, two years old I'm pretty sure somewhere around there and not too long after um you were pregnant with your second baby which has been so cool to stay connected and watch them grow over Instagram and not to mention you are so motivating like you make me so excited to be a mom one day for real and also you make me really excited to clean (laughs) she posts the cutest like okay here it's super dirty and now it's really tidy I'm like oh my gosh I need to get my butt out of my chair and go clean my house because her house is looking pristine (laughs) so anyways I'm gonna go ahead and let her tell her or tell you about herself and we're gonna get talking about her new book so hi who are you what do you do what are your favorite things tell us all about you hi I'm so glad to be here Lexi uh my name is Alyssa and I am, like she said, a mom of two boys, and I'm married to Brian. He is a professor at the University of Illinois, and I'm a writer. Um, I write for my work. I'm a food and drink editor for a local magazine in our town, um, but I also write novels. So I just finished my second novel, and I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm also a very devout Marie Kondo follower. <laughs> I really do think that she has the right way <laughs> to think about your home. You know, less is best and tidy is calm and, you know, find those little moments that spark joy. And for me, it is looking at a clear counter. Yes. And that's so true. I have, when my house gets dirty, I have so much anxiety. And when it's clean, I feel so good. Like when my house is clean, my mind is clean. <laughs> so it's so perfect. Yeah. Please. Okay. So if I don't want you to put out any spoilers, but I do want to know more about your book. So, okay. Whatever you can say without giving it all away. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, kind of inspired a little bit by tidying. Um, it's the story of this tidy consultant, a young single lady who just started her own business. And within the first month, she accidentally helps um, tidy up murder weapons. And uh, because of her service, she like gets rid of them and like donates them. And the police are pretty incompetent. um, And so they are investigating and they find her to be an accomplice of murder. So she's in jail and she's having to kind of get out of this mess. So it's it's a comedy whodunit sort of um, novel. And it really just follows this young girl who was just trying to start her own business and try to bring tidiness and joy to lots of people. But she unknowingly gets tangled up in this 
very complicated murder. <laughs> Which sounds so exciting. Like that is that kind of book is right up my alley. I love to laugh, but I also love just seeing stories like that unfold. And I feel like honestly, I could totally be the main character in that book because that sounds like something <laughs> I would accidentally end up doing and putting myself in jail. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, so how did you get to this point of writing murder mysteries? Because I know you guys love to play games with your friends. So did it come from that? Or you just this is just your favorite kind of book? Yeah, it's totally my favorite kind of book. I like to read, you know, like Girl on a Train and Agatha Christie. And so I had done so much reading that I was like, you know what, I want to write a, a novel where people don't know the ending, where you don't see it coming. And so I thought it would be a fun challenge. And at the time, my children were in school. So I had more free time during the day to do some pleasure writing. And it was just, um, it was fun. You know, you think about Clue. And have you seen the movie Knives Out? I have not. Is that new? Like, did that just come out? It's pretty new last year. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's a comedy, right? With yeah. like a whole bunch of like really well-known actors and actresses. Yes. And the it's crazy because you think you know what's happening, but you don't. And that's kind of that wild, you know, murder mystery thing that I think a lot of people like where you're like, oh, I think I know. I see it coming. And then there's like a big twist and you're like, oh my gosh, it was right there all along. No, I haven't seen that movie. We almost went to go see that movie one night and I don't know what we ended up doing. Honestly, I think we ended up staying at home, <laughs> which is normal. It's so good. We we rented it. Uh, I think you can rent it on like Amazon or Apple TV or something, but it's totally worth it. It's so funny and so twisty and just so, so good. A perfect murder story. Okay, then we're going to be doing that on Friday night. Friday night is our pizza margarita night. So, we're going <laughs> to yes. we're going to watch that movie. <laughs> okay, so talk to me about your writing. So, what is your favorite part of writing and what do you find to be most difficult? Yeah, so for me, I think the hardest part is really coming up with an idea. So, I have a notebook. I'm really into bullet journaling and I have a page that's just like ideas. So ideas will come to me like when I'm driving and I'll like wait for a stoplight, pull it out of my purse and write it down. It'll come to me like on a date night or it'll come to me, you know, drunk on whiskey one night. And I just write those ideas down because when I sit down to think, hmm, what's a good story idea? No ideas come, you know, like I'm just like that idea has been done or that idea is lame. And so I think when the inspiration hits, capture that and write it down. And then later when you're motivated to write, you have like a bank of ideas to go with. And so I like, I have a bunch of ideas that one day I could turn into like a short story or another novel, but, or they could just be ideas, you know, and sometimes the brilliant whiskey ideas aren't as brilliant the next day, but <laughs> it's a fun way to like use that creativity um, and just have basically a cheat sheet for later. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the like writer's block. So I guess that would be probably the most difficult part of writing. So what do you do when you get to that point? Yeah, so that's a great question. So when I'm writing and I feel like I don't know where I'm going or I'm not inspired or um, kind of hit that wall, I just break out pen and paper. I go ahead and put the computer down and I just brainstorm. So I'll either try to like come up with um, an overarching like plot. So I'm like, okay, where could this go? And just do like, oh, could this character have been at this location? what kind of clues would be there and who might they know that the reader shouldn't know that they know. 
or I'll do like a character, just like an in-depth on the character. What are they wearing? What do they eat for breakfast? What? And then those ideas will usually inspire something. And if it doesn't, then I put it down and I just wait. Because sometimes the best part is to step away, you know, step away and let your mind mull it over. Take a nap, rest a few days, and then come back to it. And, you know, that's the best part about writing is, you know, unless you're on a deadline, if it's a hobby, you write when you want to and you write when you feel inspired. And sometimes you don't feel inspired and you can try, but if you're not getting there, then take a break. Just take a break. I, I'm all about breaks. <laughs> and naps. All about breaks and naps. Yes, I love my naps. <laughs> yes, they're forever. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I feel like that's really good advice just in general for anybody. I mean, if you are a writer, absolutely. But really any creative or like artist or, you know, I think it just kind of goes along with a lot of stuff. Like if you're not sure at the moment, take a deep breath take a step back, go do something, take your mind off of it, and then it will come to you. I feel like if you try to rush it, like I feel bad for people who have deadlines. That has to really suck. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like, okay, take some time for yourself, do something you love, take your mind off of it, and and then get back to it. I feel like when we really force ourselves to do something, it's just not going to happen. Totally. So that's really good advice. Yes, I love that so much. Okay, so when was your I can do this moment. Like when you first started about, okay, or thought about like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book. Did you get like goosebumps or were you like, no, 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 I can't do that. But so what were the, what were your thoughts leading up to all of this? Well, I'm a pretty avid reader. So I like to just read, read a bunch of mystery. That's like my favorite thing to read. And I was reading one book. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was horrible. Like the writing was awful. And I knew from the second paragraph what the end was. And I was like, maybe they're going to have a twist. No, they didn't. I knew it from, and so it was so frustrating. And I was like, if this idiot can write a book and get it published, and it's something that I thought I would want to read, I picked it up. I can do that. I can do that shit. I can do it. And so I like, that book made me so mad that it inspired me to, you know, let's write something. Let You know, I can do it. I'm in my 30s. I feel like the 30s is when you're coming into yourself and that's when people do cool things and gosh darn it I'm gonna do it that's awesome <laughs> I love that so much and yeah I think you're right like I I'm in my later 20s now which is crazy for me to say but I think you're so right like once you get to that 30 mark you're like okay like I'm I'm comfortable with who I am I know what I want to do like let's just go for it and not worry about like what's going to happen in the future, but just taking that first step. I think that's really huge. So I love that so much. Okay. So what was your first like, uh oh moment when you're like, oh shoot, like I just messed up or I shouldn't have done that. What was that like for you? Um, yeah. So I was, I finished my first draft and I went back through and was doing a second draft of editing and I realized that I had set the book in June um, and it's set in Champaign-Urbana and it was June, you know, when they're planting the corn. Um, and I realized that the kids are all in school, which is, doesn't make sense. So I was like, oh no, like, what am I going to sacrifice here in the story? Because I definitely need the kids to be in school because stuff is happening at home and only adults are home and no children. 
And so I was like, oh, geez. Like, and so that's another point where I said, okay, I got to stop. I got to think about it, step away and kind of mull it over. And I decided August is a time when kids can be in school and it's still hot. And the corn is obviously going to be full grown at that point. But uh, it just kind of was like, dang it. You just wrote down June because you wanted it to be June and you want the kids to be in school, but it doesn't make sense. Uh, so a lot of ambitions just clashed with each other. So was that an easy fix? Like, could you just go back and say, oh, August? Or did you have to, like, go read through the whole story again and fix a whole bunch of stuff? I'm literally still fixing it. So I noticed this, like, two months ago, and I'm still finding, because it's, like, everywhere. It went all, it's in all the chapters. And so um, it's kind of a shift um, in how I describe what the backyard looks like and a shift in how the town is acting. Um, but they are still in school, so I didn't have to change any of that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that's taken you quite a long time to go through and redo that. Wow. Okay, so I guess that can segue into my next question is through all of that, when you're like, oh, shoot, have you ever thought about quitting or have you just kind of like gone through and said, okay, I can I can keep going. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, for this book, I definitely feel like I don't want to quit. And part of it is because it's like a passion project. It's my hobby right now. And that's what I, I like doing it. I like writing and I really like editing. So I'm, I'm enjoying that process. But my first novel, I did feel like I quit. Um, so I wrote my first novel. I um, had three drafts. And then after the third draft, I sent it out to my friends, my five closest friends to read and give me feedback. They gave me feedback. I made two more drafts and then I submitted it to agents and I got rejected by all of them. And so I just was like, I give up, you know, like this sucks. Like this is the worst. Okay. I put years, like two years into writing this. I like took people's feedback. I did so many drafts and nobody wants it. (laughs) This is horrible. Um, So I quit and I just like put that book on the back burner. Maybe in a few years, I'll be able to look at it. But I really just see that that book was proof that I can write 65,000 words about one thing. Okay. And you know, so the first one's not great. This one, I took everything that the agents said about why they didn't want to publish it. Like they didn't like that. My first novel was in the first person. So it was all one character's perspective. Um, And then they also thought that it didn't have enough um, going on in the book. Um, So it was a long book with not a lot of action. And so this one, is um, basically an homage to the first one that failed, that I quit. Um, And I'm not going to quit this one because I feel like this one deserves all the attention I can give it. And also with how things are in the world right now, I need a distraction. I need something that brings me joy, that I can put effort in and, you know, finish it. Yeah, but I mean... Maybe you wouldn't have been where you are now had you not had that first novel. Absolutely. There's no way I would have made the choices that I made in this book if I hadn't have written that other one. Yeah. And I love that because I think people forget that when we do things like that or when we, I don't, I don't want to call your first book a failure by any means, but when we like mess up or we have a like an oh shoot kind of thing, I don't think people really grasp the concept that no that's a good thing like it's a good thing that that happened because you can use everything that you learn from that experience and make your other one or your next experience way better like it's a good thing to learn those because had you not known any of you know what those 
um, editors were saying, editors, is that right? Is that the right term? Agent. Agent. Literary literary agent. Okay, yeah. So had you not heard what they had to say, that might have not gone into your next book. So that's just, that's really cool. Um, And I also really want to drive home the fact that you are still working your normal job on a day-to-day basis and being a mom with your boys who are at home because we're still technically in quarantine and you're writing your book. So I just want to drive that home because a lot of times when people think about this, it's like, okay, I'm going to quit everything and I'm just going to do this one thing. But that's not how it works, (laughs) at least for like the 95% of us. Right. So that's really cool. I think that you are still doing all these other things and then is it in your free time or do you have to like schedule time each day to make sure that you're staying on top of uh, your book so you know and all those my family is definitely something I have to do every day want to do every day be a mom um, and then my job is about four days a week and then my book you know right now it's kind of on the back burner because our basement flooded and so we're dealing with a lot of that stuff um, so right now it's, you know, sitting on my desk and whenever I get a free moment, I try to, you know, add a few more things or try to correct this here and there. Um, it's hard to balance. And I think that it's not something that I schedule. I did when the kids were in school. I knew Tuesday and Thursday were my free time. And most days I would write those whole times that they were in school. And that was awesome. But now it's like stealing half an hour here or stealing two hours after bedtime. And just finding those moments when I'm inspired, because some days I have a free 30 minutes and I don't want to spend it writing. I want to do something else. And I think just honoring that process of like writing is not a linear destination. It's it's going to be up and down and there's going to be moments of pause and there's going to be moments of just frantic writing because I'm inspired or and I have lots of time. And so right now I'm not really scheduling it. I'm just kind of going by when I'm inspired. Yeah. So you're not putting pressure on yourself to make sure that you're continuing to do this every single day. Cause I feel like if you were to do that, like going back to what you said in the beginning, you would probably be at a point where you're like, uh, I have no inspiration right now. And I set out these 30 minutes. So now what am I going to do? So yeah, that's good that you're not putting pressure on yourself and just letting it come. Yes. And in November, there's something called NaNoWriMo. I don't know if you've ever heard of that but it's the National Novel Writing Month. And so that's actually how I got started with both of the books. You, For the month of November, you try to write, um, I think it's 50,000 words in a month. Um, and I've never written that many, I, but I've gotten 20,000-ish um, in those months. And it's hard because they want you to write every day. And I actually find that kind of challenge so disappointing because I'll put it in my little bullet journal, like, did you write this day? And, you know, circle it. And a lot of days I don't. And so I feel defeated. And so I actually feel better just allowing myself to write when I'm inspired instead of saying you have to write six days a week. Because if I miss two, I'll feel pretty bad. Like, oh, man, I couldn't get my my act together. But if I wrote four days and I didn't have any expectations, I'm proud of myself. I'm like, okay, great. You know, you were inspired this week. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun. And that's why it's a hobby. And it's something exciting instead of like, something that you feel like you have to do. And then you slap your own wrist for not doing it. Yes. (laughs) So do you feel like you had any mentors during this process? Um, I feel like I was inspired by a lot of my fellow English majors. Like I went to Clemson University 
and I have a degree in English with a focus on writing and publication studies. And a lot of my friends have gone on to be writers. So I'm just inspired by my friends. I have one friend who um, dropped everything, went to London to study um, writing and came up with a business where she bought an old school bus and turned it into a, um, a writing room um, that was inspired by stories. It ran on stories. And so she had this writing club where students could come to her bus and write and she would give them exercises and then they would read their writing to wow. other kids. And so that kind of stuff, when I see my friends doing cool stuff, I'm like, okay, I want to do cool stuff too. And I know that I can write and I want to write and I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I would love to have a bus in my backyard for my podcast studio. That would be cool. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. I would love that. Oh, okay. So this is the last question. Well, I, just kidding. I have two more questions, but the last official like business question. So what would you say, if you have any, is your biggest regret? Ooh, that's a good question. I guess my biggest regret would be not starting sooner. You know, I waited a while to feel the push. You know, I think I, sh I should have probably been writing for fun for a long time. And I think what kept me from that is thinking that the writing had to have an audience or had to be published or had to have a theme or had to have some kind of point to it. When honestly, you know, jotting down a little short story that nobody ever sees, but was fun to write or writing a poem that I didn't share, but with a few people like writing for my own joy, writing for the joy of writing instead of writing for the finished product. And I think I did a lot of that in college where I wrote for fun. And then after college, all the adulthood responsibilities set in and marriage, you know, takes a different level of commitment than being single does and i think uh, a lot of the things that are just seem frivolous like writing just for fun kind of fall by the wayside and then you become a mother or i became a mother and i you know lost a little bit more and so i think it took a long time you know my youngest was three when i started writing this one and so that's a long time to not be writing for fun. And I think that I regret not writing through that time because even if it was crappy, maybe five years later, 10 years later with my hindsight, I could find a little nugget of something good and use that for the future. So if there's anybody who's like, man, I used to do this thing and you're not, you should do it. You know, don't wait, get, get that pen and paper, get that brush and canvas, get your dancing shoes on, whatever brings you joy. Who cares if you're good at it? It's a hobby. Second, who cares if anybody sees it? You know, do what you feel inspired to do and do it for the joy of just doing it. You know, the process and the moments of it. Yeah, that is such, such good advice, which my last question was going to be, what would your advice be to somebody who's in your spot? And I think you just hit the nail on the head. You just have to do it. And it's so funny like a lot of the other interviews I've had. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the other interviews I have had, everybody's been saying the same thing. Like, just go for it. Don't worry about, you know, being perfect. Don't worry about what so-and-so is going to think or what so-and-so is going to say. Just go for it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, keep trying. So yeah, you definitely 
just totally nailed that advice. So thank you so, so much. I cannot wait for people to hear this podcast because it's full of little gems and nuggets of inspiration and motivation. And above all else, I can absolutely not wait to read this book. So, okay, when can we expect to see this book come out? So um, my goal is to finish editing by August 1st and then send it out to my beta readers to return it to me by September 1st. And then my goal is to get it ready for publication by Thanksgiving. So if um, agents bite, I don't know how long that process takes because I haven't been through that, but I'm hoping 2021. That's so exciting. That would be so great to see that. I I believe in you. Honestly, I just know in my gut that this is it. This is the one. It's going to be awesome because even that little blip that you gave me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to read this. (laughs) Thanks, Lexi. So, okay, girl. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I have loved getting the chance to chat with you. It was awesome. And is there anything else you want to say before we go? Um, just, you know, do you don't care what people think and, um, take a nap. Sometimes a nap will cure everything. Yes. Siesta forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Lexi. You're so welcome, girl. On that note, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off. This was awesome. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, as always, thanks for tuning into my podcast. I hope now that you've got an extra pep in your step, you're ready to get out there and conquer the world. See you next time, babe.